everyone. I'm Sarah Little with HFS Research, and I'm really excited to be here with Pradeep Kamani, a Vice President of Global Business Services and Healthcare Business Operations for Blue Shield of California. And first and foremost, we want to offer a huge congratulations, Pradeep, to you, your organization, your teams, um, in growing and shaping the supplier diversity program that has won the diversity category in the HFS One Office Awards. So welcome and congratulations. Yeah, thank you, Sarah. Thank you for having me here at uh, this uh, moment and to give you my appreciation on behalf of my organization in terms of uh, the recognition you've given us for our program. We appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, just to start, the, the purpose of this conversation is to also talk about best practices, you know, insights that you can help other organizations, you know, who are either starting supplier diversity programs or who are looking to really move the needle <clears throat> on existing ones. So I thought we'd kind of start in the beginning, you know, back in 2018, when that mission and vision were established, um, can you talk about some of the guiding principles and practices that you feel were so foundational in where you are today? Yeah, certainly. I remember when we started our journey back in 2018, we knew that diversity was always ingrained into our ecosystem for many, many decades and years, but we were just probably having this program operate in a very accidental environment where it wasn't a, a huge priority for the procurement team. But as uh, the environment around us has matured and changed, we recognize the potential of uh, diversity. And I think the first and foremost key learning for us was to establish a very bold and fearless five-year uh, vision and roadmap. Mm -hmm. And to get very specific in terms of what we want to achieve, in that roadmap, not only in terms of growing our diversity spend on the quantitative side, but also qualitatively, how do we improve our program? Uh, improve our program, not only to get to marketplace recognition, but to also become that uh, preferred brand for our suppliers to do business with. So each and every year, we established uh, major milestones and key milestones, and uh, were quite focused on seeing how we would deliver two, three focus areas to achieve those milestones. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like trying to do everything at once. It was to break it into small pieces and be patient enough to recognize that as long as you're disciplined and you are diligent in delivering to those practices, at some point you're gonna cross the finish line and be able to achieve uh, a state of performance where it becomes very much uh, natural. Mm -hmm. So in summary, what we did was we moved from an accidental attitude to an intentional attitude. Mm -hmm. So the mindset and the attitude makes a big difference in any program uh, when you're looking to build from scratch and make it get to world class. Today, I would say that we are, again, very intentional. Uh, the journey hasn't finished. Our goal is that by 2023 that we further achieve greater heights. And we are measured not by just how much money we spend with diverse suppliers, but by also looking at what is the social and economic impact we create in the community we operate and live in. Mm -hmm. How does this program help create jobs? How does this create income? Mm -hmm. And as a result, when you create wealth equity in the community, it also leads to health equity, which as we all know is very important. So uh, that's kind of where we are in our journey. So in summary, uh, dedicate resources, 
bring in a focused approach with discipline and mindset, uh, get executive alignment and support and visibility. Uh, today, I'm proud to say that our CEO recognizes these results every quarter and appreciates the work that the entire organization is putting around diversity. So those are, I would say, some uh, good practices of what would make a program succeed over a period of many years. Great. Um, those are some really amazing points. And I also love your point that you said about that disciplined and diligent approach, you know, because especially in this era when so much is about speed, there's also so much about that cadence and just working diligently to your goal. So I, I really love that point as well. Um, so another question, if you had the opportunity to do anything over again, um, what might you do differently? What, what might you advise other organizations? Yeah, the one thing I would certainly do differently would be to ensure that you or I would have data that is accurate and timely available. Over the initial years, we struggled with um, accuracy of data. Mm-hmm. We always knew that we were not capturing the full diversity spend that our program was delivering mm-hmm. because we never were very good at uh, in investing in systems that can help us track our diversity spend. So if I was to do this all over again, the first thing I would invest in is a platform, a spend platform where you would not only have fully available insights about the supplier and the qualitative nature of the services they provide, but also a variety of their profile attributes, including that diversity classification, so that uh, you can start off on the right platform of uh, accuracy so that then you can look to see where the, the gap, where the gap is between your aspiration and your current reality and then be able to make much more quicker progress than what we made. Mm-hmm. So while we are still very proud that we exceeded the, over the last two years, even our stretch target, you can imagine what could have happened if we had even had better and accurate data back in 2018. So that would be my biggest recommendation. And secondly, um, Invest in um, a team that has um, focus and is living and breathing the program. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you start to bring more focus and outcomes, which are uh, as a result of the insights, which come from data and analytics. So those are two things, resources and data Mm -hmm. platforms, which I would um, want to do it uh, all over again in a different approach than what we embarked on. Okay, great. And then controversially, what would you absolutely do the same? What are some of those top tips that that you feel other organizations, you know, could implement um, that worked really well for you and your teams? Yeah, I would say uh, be bold and fearless, Uh, have a vision, have a mission for the program, establish guiding principles, Uh, understand uh, not just what you want to deliver in that current 12 month period, but uh, be a strategic thinker to see what is the art of the possible in three years and five years. And then continue to refresh your journey every year as you complete your year and go into the next uh, remaining four-year period. Try and keep that five-year revolving and uh, updated roadmap fresh so that you can adjust dynamically to the uh, market conditions, which will continue to create the need to adjust and adapt because things change very quickly in our marketplace in today's environment. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So that's something which I would continue to do. So I would also continue to um, invest the time like we're doing right now to participate and benchmark our program, mm-hmm. uh, whether it was with HFS, which was one of our primary objectives was to see how we could stand in front of global organizations in terms of where our program uh, is performing at, whether it's qualitatively or quantitatively. So all of those good attributes, I would continue to um, always implement uh, because that's been a very key core reason for our success. Great. Um, I have two more, two more questions here. So when it comes to just overall challenges, you know, whether it's the nature of procurement or the nature of supplier diversity programs, what are some just ongoing challenges that organizations should be prepared to face? or things they can do now to alleviate some of the frictions? I know you spoke to, to data earlier and having a data platform. Is that primarily where, where you would um, emphasize? Are there any other points that just, you know, be prepared for X, Y, Z, and, you know, here are some ways that you can kind of continually face that? Yeah, one of the challenges I would say, which uh, we are continuing to work on and overcome is uh, in our procurement practice, being very intentional that when we go into the marketplace to select suppliers, that we give uh, adequate importance to diversity. Uh, Oftentimes, uh, all of us can be guilty of just being attracted by the big brands Mm -hmm. of companies who are out there in the marketplace who provide uh, great solutions and forget that there is also great outcomes, innovation and transformation happening with small suppliers who are in the local community mm-hmm. serving very specific demographics because they've established themselves as the trusted advisor. Mm-hmm. So having that um, awareness is going to be key because then we create that awareness and see how we can bring um, matchmaking in an intentional environment to see how we can then give an award business to those small suppliers. Mm-hmm. Not just to give it to them for the sake of uh, delivering to some program objective, but also, of course, holding them accountable to ensuring that they meet our contractual requirements, quality, delivering what we call service worthy of family and friends. Mm-hmm. So awareness and um, being able to balance and also hold tier one suppliers, the large suppliers we do a lot of business with, to further take that program within their supply chain into tier two and tier three levels. Mm-hmm. That is kind of an ongoing challenge, which we are continuing to chip off the block. Mm-hmm. But that would be something which we will have to continue to work hard on to overcome over the next many years. You know, that that brought up something um, I remembered from our briefing that would would love to touch on for our audience here, which is that co- uh, code of conduct um, or code of standards that you have not just for yourselves, but also for your suppliers. Yeah. Could you talk to that for just a moment? Yeah, absolutely. Um, We um, are recognized, uh, I think, 10 years in the running continuously as one of the world's most ethical companies. Mm -hmm. And the code of conduct is extremely important to us. Uh, It's obviously a code of conduct which is in existence in every large organization, including small organizations. And we like to uh, ensure that as much as we bring in our leadership behaviors and the three values of being human, honest, and courageous, that we also hold uh, our suppliers to high standards of code of conduct, Mm -hmm. not only in terms of sharing the values for which uh, Blue Shield of California stands up to, but also looking to see how they can contribute to a variety of other 
necessities which align to our culture. For example, environmental sustainability, uh, workflow uh, standards and compliance, ensuring that we create a very fair and equitable environment, like how Blue Shield creates an environment, which is why we are recognized as one of uh, the best companies to work for in the United States. We want our suppliers to also embrace those values. And that's how we have reflected those values and those expectations in our supplier code of conduct, which uh, requires every supplier to comply and to align with that, to be able to do business with Blue Shield of California. Because at the end of the day, all of those conduct or codes of conduct uh, align to our mission, to making healthcare affordable and to delivering service worthy of family and friends. Okay, great. And then I thought in closing, if you could just talk about, you know, what do you consider the ultimate outcomes? You know, you just mentioned um, healthcare affordability. I know healthcare access um, is right in there too. What, what do you consider to be those ultimate outcomes and success, you know, to really reach um, all your members? Yeah, for us, uh, through this program, our ultimate goal is to continue to um, create uh, equity in the marketplace, uh, look to see how we can engage with suppliers who can help us accelerate innovation and transformation to be able to not only meet the local demographic needs, but also the larger uh, mm-hmm. marketplace that we service. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, the program is uh, focused around making those investments in the community, especially with marginalized and uh, underrepresented communities who've never had the opportunity uh, to be able to do business with organizations like Blue Shield of California. Uh, From a brand perspective, we want to be the preferred brand with not just our members and other customers, but also with our suppliers. We want to be known as that company which is easy to do business with, a company which is um, highly ethical, stands up for uh, what's right in the marketplace through creating an influence of our voice and then be able to co-create our future. Mm -hmm. Co-create our future, which not only delivers to the healthcare mission of affordability, Mm -hmm. but also be able to create that economic impact in the marketplace. So those are ultimately those goals. Mm -hmm. The remaining performance measures are just what I call journey steps to get to that ultimate goal. Yeah, and that, um, speaking of ultimate goals, you know ultimate purpose to just not just serve your customers, but serve the entire communities and help everyone build and grow. So um, again, a huge congratulations um, to your win in the diversity category. Um, Huge congratulations again to um, your team, the organization uh, for everything you're doing. So thank you so much for this time. Yeah, no, thank you too, Sarah. Again, I have fondly uh, remembered my association with HFS for so many years, almost a decade. I'm impressed with how this organization, HFS, has grown in size and influence. So today, when we take a step back and we appreciate the recognition you give uh, or you have given us, uh, we feel very proud that it's coming from an organization which is well respected across the world. Uh, So thank you again for your contribution and for giving us this opportunity. Thank you.